And we're live. Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business entrepreneurs so you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm the host of this ship. My name's Reese Arlen, joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Christian Webb, the CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group. Say what's up? Here, here. <laughs> we also got Mike Orzik in the building in his most famous M&M glasses. Say what's going on. Drop the mic. <laughs> If, if you don't distract me with those M&M glasses this whole time, it's going to be insane. Let's tell you a little bit about Mike. He started Promotion Magic in 2003. Promotion Magic combines its local presence with a worldwide selection of promotional and imprinted products. Promotion Magic provides creative marketing ideas to keep you top of mind with customer and prospects. Promotion Magic is a member of PPAI, Promotional Products Association International, and Michael is a CAS Certified Advertising Specialist and PSA Product Safety Aware. Started a YouTube channel, Promotion Magic, doing the Mighty Magic Minute. How you doing this morning, Mike? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here today. Thanks for joining us, man. So <laughs> I'm just not going to look at like I just look over at you in the M&M glasses and I can't even deal with it. So uh, so Promotion Magic starts in 2003. Um, let's go back in history. Tell us how you decided you wanted to start your own business and doing promotional products of all things. Well, I was looking at a whole bunch of different, like getting out of corporate America, right. wanted to be an entrepreneur, said, what can I do? Looked at a whole bunch of different types of businesses and then just ended up in the promotional products arena. I had a cousin that was in the business for 20 years. Oh, wow. So she talked me into it, to yeah. joining her. So I spent a week with her and then open shopped. Gotcha. Wow. Did you... um? Did you specialize on any type of promotion product when you started? No, not at all. Yeah, um, everything. Everything. Did some marketing and business development and some business process mapping for companies. But then just loved the marketing side, sure. loved the gadgets. She's like, you love gadgets, don't you? Yeah. You can do this. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you love being around people. So yeah. those two things go hand in hand and you'll learn everything. So having somebody in the business 20 years, she taught me to become a member of PPAI. Right. And for the last 16 years, I still attend their week-long convention. Oh, cool. And there's two days of <coughs> classes. So you're in classes from 8 in the morning till 5 at night. Oh, wow. And is that the Las Vegas convention you told me it about? Is. Yeah. So you're oh, in man. education. So you're constantly learning yeah. about the industry and what you can do and so you can develop those relationships with your clients and give them the best. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you don't just bring a catalog with you, drop off a catalog and say, what do you want to buy? Right. You kind of you match know, the product to the person yeah, or business, you work right? work hard on developing a program or a brand, um, branded products to help them with their marketing. Yeah. Can you think of anything specifically that um, from maybe the last um, – convention that you were at that you were just mind boggled with something that you thought was amazing um other than m&m glasses <laughs> no so when you when you walk the convention floor i don't think you, there's items that like blow you away there is sure. always the new products that they people showcase but what you do when you walk the floor is say this client needs this product right or this will fit their brand marketing yeah so i think it's a lot of that, and then there's probably a handful of cool items. Like socks have really blown out of the water the last couple of years. Interesting. 
So now they're doing socks differently. Now sure. they have little pockets on the socks. Oh, that's cool. Um, in my last YouTube video, we talked about socks and using socks. You know, do you want to use a sock to get your foot in the door? <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's, that's brilliant. So different ways of using them and something that people love. You yeah. Know, men's socks now, those designs are coming back into the sock world. Yeah. So it's just not that black pair of socks anymore. Right. It's, they have designs on them. So can you incorporate your pair to be a wearable pair of socks? Yeah. Today is literally one out of like 30 days that I only wear, I wear like semi-basic socks. Usually I have like donuts on my socks. You have like hot dogs, popsicles. hot dogs, and ketchup and mustard. Uh, yeah, I always yeah. wear some random stuff. <laughs> and uh, you're right, it gets attention. I'm at the CrossFit gym, and everybody's like, "Why are you wearing hot dog socks?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> right, because they're, exactly. they're fun. So yeah, people love that. Yeah. So uh, something that a lot of people don't understand since this podcast is mainly for entrepreneurs trying to, you know, grow grow into themselves. Um, a lot of people don't understand spending five, ten, to even twenty thousand dollars a year in self education, like these events that you go to. Um, how do you feel like that pays off? Um, after you spend that amount of money, go learn everything, come back. Do you feel like it was worth it? Absolutely. It's generating ideas for customers. Um, the safety aware thing that you guys mentioned, um, that's about having a safe product to your customer. So they know when they give, say you go to a trade show and you're handing out stress balls, pens, whatever. And then you go home and give that to your child. You know there's no lead in it in that product so that kid is not going to start chewing on it and then get lead poisoning mm -hmm. so those are types of things that i think are way above just what do you want to buy right. we're giving our clients safe products to handle out say you have a coffee mug and it's filled with hot coffee and you pick it up you don't want the handle to fall off right um and then you know your cust what's your What's your promotional stuff look like then? So that's what we do when we go to those shows. Is and I wouldn't even have thought about safety in that. It's I like, wouldn't have either. Not, not even the first thing that came to mind. Cause I, I didn't even think about like some of these items could be unsafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think right. we take that for you're granted right. a lot. You and know? you don't want to be part of a big PR nightmare. Right. Yeah. I remember the years ago when McDonald's had an issue with uh, with their coffee when the coffee was scalding hot and they ended up getting in a lawsuit about it or whatever. But um, to Christian's point, absolutely. I mean, I think that's stuff that we just take for granted on a day-to-day -day basis. Or maybe it's because y'all do such a good job. There you go. That's, that's all, that's all that, it, that it could and be. And even California has its own set of laws, which is called Proposition 65, yeah. which there's a list of chemicals that you have to notify the consumer if any of those chem chemicals are in your product. That's so interesting. So say you're doing something here, but you're going to go do a trade show in California. Mm -hmm. Is your product labeled properly for that end consumer that's that's interesting too i know i know california has a lot of its own issues and um is that like when you go to california and you see on all the all the desks and cash wraps and point of sale areas where they have the warning is that the same prop that you're talking about or yeah, is that it's yeah that same warning they have yeah. a list i think it's 18 now it's probably growing right um but those chemicals could cause cancer or yeah. cancer is you know I don't yeah. know what at what levels. But know? yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, who knows you know, what really? We're gonna test this product until it happens. And if yeah. some corporate America is paying to put it, put it on the list. <laughs> but you know, it's it's a concern that they have. They have the law, so we just have to understand the law and follow the law. Yeah. And make sure our clients understand the law and follow the law. 
Absolutely. Bottom line. That's what we're looking out for. So, so what types of um, successes have you seen particularly, maybe, maybe surprising successes with products that, you know, maybe you just fished out and threw out to the waters or something that you've seen people, you know, really appreciate or something like that? Um, what we try to do, and it's all different, it's all unique to a customer. Mm -hmm. We'll have people say, hey, can you find me something unique? Right. And I'll say, will that uniqueness work for you? We yeah. have to find something that fits for you. So I know we talked about this in the past that mm -hmm. um, one of our customers was doing construction in their hotel. Yeah. And we gave them a chocolate hard hat to give at the welcome desk. Yeah. So sorry to inconvenience you with the construction. Here's a nice little hard chocolate. Right. And they loved it and their customers loved it. And yeah. they couldn't keep them in the basket at the front desk because yeah. the customers were grabbing handfuls yeah, of Yeah, probably six or seven of them or whatever. So, <laughs> but it was a good customer service. You know, PR hotels move. do construction all the time. You know, they have to update their hotels. They don't want to shut down while they're doing them. So, hey, let's just make that customer experience a little bit better. So I got a little bit of a double question here. Um, so with what you do, there's obviously a lot of people that do it. Um, and in business, you got to find that unique piece that separates you from the pack. Um, what is that about your company? And like, how did you evolve into that? How did you come about you know, realizing that you had this unique piece that was like sold you above the rest? I think the difference is I really want to help people. I want to make them successful. So I own the business. I want you for a customer for life. How do I keep you a customer? Okay. If I'm saying here's a catalog, what do you want to buy? Or I'll give you a discount on this or try to keep you that way. You, and you're just a price chopper. Yeah. I'm not going to keep you for life. Yeah. You might but get order, but add value to what you're doing. Okay. Michael, we need to do this in our brand or I have a client coming up. They're doing a sh trade show in October. It's the 27th through the 30th at that trade show that he's, exhibiting at they have two evening events we're gonna do some light up halloween necklaces or something like oh, that with pumpkins on them or something. yeah you know so it's not about his brand or what he's doing but he wants to get all those attendees excited about being there right yeah mm -hmm. so we'll do something fun like that for him for the first night we're there because they'll be they have like an exhibitor event. So everybody comes in the evening and checks out all the exhibitors. Right. Mm -hmm. So we'll hand those out then that day. And hopefully that'll draw more back to our booth during the show. Sure. And we'll have other items that are specific to what he's doing. But that first night is about fun and just getting your name out there. So yeah. people are like, people involved with your I brand. Stop by their booth. Right. And then we can get their information and collect data and all that yeah, stuff. So you afterwards. focus on longevity, trying to basically add value, even where it's not, it's not your job to add value. You still try to help in those areas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing, you know, plan for, for anyone. I mean, I know anybody's anybody that's interested in growing their brand. I mean, I think they should talk to you because one of the things that you've said to me in the past is that, you really work on on combining not only you know budget friendliness, but you also combine uh, the person's brand with the items that will best suit their brand. You know, and so you really help grow a grow a company type of thing. Um, give us some of your some of your advice for uh, your great YouTube channel, The Magic Minute. 
So the Magic Minute, I just decided to, you know, I was, when I go to my trade show, they had a class on starting a YouTube channel. Right. I was like, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. You know, and everything you read about video, people are watching video more and more and more. Of course. Google owns YouTube. It's the second most searched site. I'm like, okay, I got to do this. But, you know, I'm like, how? Right, So yeah. take the class, do it, set it up. And, and I was thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. What, what is this thing going to be? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm all about helping my customer, giving ideas. Let me do that. Right. People's attention spans may be a little bit shorter yeah, than yeah, of most. So I'm like, okay, the magic minute. Perfect. Yep. Try to keep it a minute. Try to shoot some ideas out there to help people. And then they'll understand that's the guy I want to call because he's doing this to help people. Yeah. So that I thought the whole connection of me doing a minute, showcasing some item and how it can integrate with what you're doing, I'll, I'll give Mike a call and he can help me with my promotional stuff. Yeah. Have you, have you seen a decent return? I know it's, it's been, you know, a little bit of time in, in the making and stuff. Have you seen a decent return on, on doing that channel? I know we talk about it all the time and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of likes. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of good comments. I get people saying, I really like that idea. I got, I have integrated a couple of them with customers. So now I'm asking more customers to be involved. Yeah. Um, a lot of my customers know it exists, but they haven't watched it. They don't so, watch it. Yeah. So then now I'm like, Hey, do you want to be part of it? Now they're going to go watch a couple clips, yeah. see that, and then have a better understanding as well. So I think long term it's going to be a great thing and it's yeah, just absolutely. helping people out. Yeah. We need to we need to figure out a way collectively to to make one of your videos go viral or something and have like I don't know like uh like I don't know if you guys have seen Nick Kosier the uh weatherman for Fox 46 but he does like a dancing segment or something so yeah. we we need to get you dancing with your M&M glasses or something, like <laughs> or something. So um let's talk about entrepreneurship a little bit. Um we've talked about your brand, we've talked about your company. Um you know, 2003, you decide that you want to get into this promotional product space and, you know, you, you take the leap, you take the leap of faith. And, you know, I'm sure you go through a bunch of different, different emotions. And as you're building this company, you know, you go through all the, all the introductory things, the legalistics of it, the, you know, the LLC or the corporation or whatever you ended up doing. But the next part is getting customers. The next part is offering them value. What was your process in that? And how did you market yourself? Um, I think getting into the entrepreneur world, you really have to say, I need a plan. Right. You know, going from, okay, I'm done my job. Now I have to make money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You got better love what you do. Right. Which after 16 years, I can tell you that. Yeah. That I love getting up and doing this job. So I wish I would have started it earlier. Earlier. Oh, wow. Um, But I think it's. You really have to have a plan when you're doing entrepreneur. Yeah. It's, it's all about find, finding something you love to do and then coming up with how am I going to do it? Right. And what am I going to do? And when you do those things, the rest just falls into place. Falls into place. When, when you started, did you do a lot of trade shows? Or, I mean, did you, did you do a lot of cold calling, knocking on businesses, or integrating with people through um, through networking groups and opportunities and stuff or 
you know, it's hard to think back 16 years ago or whatever, but, you know, I was wondering. So one thing I hate is cold calling. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> so, but if I do this and say, here, I have this for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. this for you. We got presents. See, so you said thank you. Yeah. This is a form of advertising that you receive a thank you for. Yeah. What other form of advertising do you get a thank you from? Right. Now you have my product in your hand. Yeah. Now if I call you later and say, hey, Reese, I'd like to set an appointment to talk to you about your promotional product branding and how it can fit in with your current marketing. Yeah. You're 58% more likely to say yes to that appointment yeah. than if I didn't give you anything. Right. Absolutely. That's so, the, that's that seemed uh, that was smooth, man. That was smooth criminal right there. <laughs> we didn't even plan this, but for those listening, Mike just handed me some uh, promotion magic camera lenses, and uh, I think Christian has a has like a exactly what I need a mobile charger. A mobile charger. <laughs> you must have you must have had Christian in mind before this podcast or something, because trust me, his phone's always dead. We'd be lucky if it's not dead right now. It's still recording, but. <laughs> Um, 58%, that seemed awfully specific, by the way. <laughs> it is, and that's stuff yeah. you learn by going to the classes of and course. information. And PPAI also has a, a week in the spring about promotional products yeah. and getting statistics out there for everybody to right. understand. You yeah. know? So some of those stick in my head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some of them carry with you or whatever. You know, like, um, and, and those are useful things to know as well. Um, I remember speaking to you in the past, and you, were t you told me something about a pen the amount of times a pen changes hands or something oh yeah so a writing pen yep um that'll change hands about eight times wow <laughs> that's insane I mean, that's so incredible it, so if people say why do i need to do pens because it's going to be in different people's hands right you know and you can use a pen to do your branding depends what kind of company you are but if you have something new that you're putting out hey we got a new website right mm -hmm. check out our new website yep if you have products on your website, put a 10% discount on that pen. Yeah. Um, so you create like a call to action on the, on on the, the thing itself. Yep. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just use it for their brand, mm -hmm. but then you can have an added value to that yeah. with, by adding something to yeah, it. Yeah, instead of just having a logo. That's brilliant. I, you know, I never even thought about doing something like that, having a physical item that actually creates a call to action instead of, instead of just having the brand out there type of thing. So... Um, so how old were you when you started Promotion Magic, if you don't mind my asking? Old. Old, okay. <laughs> and now I'm you. older. Old, old, okay, so you're older. age. And now older. Okay, I got you. Okay, so we don't have to, we don't have to get into, into uh, specifics about it. But, um, you know, you said that you wish that you had done it longer. Um, what, what advice would you give to your own, you know, 16, 18-year-old self in entrepreneurship? And what advice would you give to other you know, 16, 18 year olds that are looking to do their own thing? I think you have to be, you have to feel okay with taking that risk. Yeah. You know, when you work for a company, corporation, you know you're getting a paycheck every week, right? Sure. So you have to be, feel comfortable with, I might not get a paycheck right now. Yeah. Um, I don't think that ever becomes comfortable. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you got to work for your money. It's know? almost like, but if you, yeah. if you like what you do, it's easier. It's sure. more acceptable. Yeah. That's fair. You know, if you're selling something that you don't want to sell. Yeah. Or that you, you don't meet, believe in. Yeah. And you meet those people. Right. And you can tell when you talk to them. Yeah. It's their job. Yeah. But 
not their passion type of thing. Not their passion. So, you know, you might meet a, I don't know, car salesman, vacuum cleaner salesperson, you know. Yeah. But then when they talk about making beer, yeah, they light up, right? Right. And then they open a brewery, and it's the best thing they ever did. Yeah, and it's 10 times better. So that's part of it is you have to take that risk, but when you love what you do, that risk seems minimal. Right. Absolutely. That's because you know you're going to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. You just know that the pieces will fall into play however they do if you love it. It's a, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah, I um, think too many people wait on that risk just to like be dampened though. And like, there is no way to dampen that risk. It's just like, no. I mean, my, if my wife's eyes could kill the day I told her that I, I, I quit and I was opening my own business, they were sharp. <laughs> yeah, he would have died a horrible and painful yeah, death. But, I'll put it that I way. Mean, it worked out really well, and I, th- I think a lot of people just need to understand. I mean, I'm not. If you're in a bad situation, I'm not telling you just to jump, right? But I think a lot of people are in the situation where they just need to jump, and they need to they need to give it that good push for two three months and just go with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're at that point, talk to a lot of people. Yeah. So my cousin was in the business 20 years, right? Yeah. So I went and spent a week with her. We actually designed my logo at that in that first week. So oh, wow. logo has awesome. been the same. Yeah. Um, the company's been the same. She took me on supplier visits. So we actually went into factories and saw stuff being made, the sure. different ways things were made, whether it was imprinting, debossing, all those kind of things. Um, quality control within those facilities. So there's somebody in the business 20 years, find that person that can help you. You know, it was family. Get the advice. Yeah. And so spent that week with her, showed me how to go customer visits, how she set up her QuickBooks and all that stuff. Went home, talked to her probably three times a day for a year. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but you need to have those people. So if you're starting something together, you have multiple employees. Mm -hmm. But if you're starting something by yourself, Find that mentor. Yeah. That's going to help you. Find find the advice, find the channel, find the, you know. Yeah. And it, it's so important to help other people out, you know, as, as you know, all of us that have started businesses and, and such, as we've, as we've reached up our hand for a, a helping hand, it's important that we now offer it to other folks as well. And uh, kind of on the same, on the same kilter, um, you know, maybe something not so nice to speak about, but, you know, in the course of being in a business for 16 years, I'm sure that you go through, you know, peaks and valleys and, and things like that. So what would you say is your biggest failure that you've, that you've had, or perhaps biggest learning lesson is the way I'll say it. Dead air. There is no Mm -hmm. failure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe one of the biggest failures was just not starting early enough. Yeah. And, um, Maybe not being clear on my whole business model. Right. Within my industry, there's a whole bunch of different models you can follow. Sure. Um, and maybe just not following the right one or finding out what that was fast enough. Yeah. Were there were there any uh, products that you think was a mistake to, to carry or offer or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Now I remember about yeah. this. That, um, that not selling cheap products. Yeah. So maybe my first week or six weeks in the business. I know it was very early. Um, a company asked me to sell them these pens, but they were like, we only want this five cent pen. So 16 yeah. years ago, it was five cents. Right. Today yeah, it's sure. like 10 or something. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. 
But they got them, and the, they clicked them a few times. The springs broke. The clicker didn't click anymore. When you wrote, it skipped with it. Yeah. And they didn't remember that they hated me. Yeah. They, they hated me for selling them that product. Right. Not that they begged to have that cheap product. Yeah. They just remembered you that offered a bad product or something yeah. like that. So they're like, we bought this from Michael. Yeah. Right. I, th- I think not it's really that important. we asked Michael to sell. Yeah, us this. We, right. Exactly. Not that, not that, you know, we insisted that it was this specific, whatever, right. you know, low quality thing. So, um, what, so from that day forward, we would not sell a cheap product. We yeah. would sell an inexpensive product. Sure. But when you got it, you loved it. When you're, when you passed it out, people loved it. And that's one thing I tell people is when you pass something to somebody, how do you want to be perceived when you give them that promotional product? Yeah. You have to be aware of that. Absolutely. That's, that's going to happen. Yeah. So if you want to do something that maybe doesn't fit what you're doing and you pass that on, how are you going to look? So yeah. I had a, you're not going to win. For uh, sure. So no more cheap products. Yeah. Quality stuff only. Um, there's another, there's, a lot of other people that will sell you cheap stuff, so yeah, um, they're out there, so yeah. you can find them. Talk if to you them need or them. whatever, right? Um, and when the pen explodes in your hand, you get ink all over yourself. You know, then don't call don't, me after. Yeah, call. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's perfect. Go go talk to Mike after that. So um, all right. So one other example is that I had somebody ask me they wanted just a plain little ceramic white coffee mug. Okay. With a one color imprint. And they wanted to walk into companies and give that to a CEO of a company. Okay. And I said, you can't do that. Yeah, that, that doesn't make much sense because, you know, it's going to feel and look cheap. And So I said, you know, if that's all you can afford, Yeah. I said to him, go buy some hanging folders and put your brochure and information in that folder. So when you give it to them, they can file it immediately instead of throwing it in the circular file. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that's probably yeah. my best option I have for you. It might impress you, them that it's all ready to file, fill out the tab and everything. Yeah. And give them that instead. Yeah. So spend that money on something like that opposed to, so you got to make sure it fits. Absolutely. Something that you can stand behind, you know? I mean, if, if somebody... If somebody gets something from you and they get the feeling that it's cheap, they're not going to like it. So why would you give somebody something that they're just not going to like? It doesn't make any sense. All right, Mike, last question for you. Uh, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I like to ask funny questions at the end. If you could have any superpower, what would you have and why? Curveball. To be invisible. To be invisible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that I want to get into the why, to be honest with you, but... I, I, I knew Christian didn't have the phone on Do Not Disturb. I'm so glad he got a call. That's, that's fantastic. So why invisible? Why invisible? I think it'd be fun to walk around. And Just, would you, I feel like you you'd could, mess with people a lot. You could like mess that. with people. You yeah. could help people. Yep. You know, so, and you could just do things. I guess I like doing things in the background. Yeah, yeah. You know, we help companies be successful using promotional products absolutely i'm not in the foreground of that i'm right. in the background so maybe that being invisible going out and helping people and without them knowing yeah maybe you made their day better maybe you saved their life absolutely but being invisible you're not in the foreground yeah i'd be i'd be like hiding people's stuff i'd be i'd be stealing christian's keys and like hiding his keys and whatever else and stealing type of, my keys. yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know something. Mike Orzik with Promotion Magic. Let's say somebody wants to get some pins or some or some camera lenses or some promotional products. How do they get a hold of you? www.promotionmagic.com or just go to Google and search at promotionmagic.com. Couldn't get simpler than that. Mike, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and it's been a great time. Thanks, man. Thank you.